Hi, this is Rob Callan. Chris, Ian, and I are thrilled to announce the release of their new book, Brave Together. In it, you'll learn how to lead by design, spark creativity, and shape the future with the power of co-creation. Learn more by visiting bravecore.co. This is Lead with a Question. We wondered if our little messages about promoting love and kindness and generosity were irrelevant. It just seems so minuscule compared to the gravity of what we were dealing with. But by the end of the week, we began to feel as we talked to other people from our hotel rooms because we couldn't move, that perhaps values were maybe more important than ever. Hi, I'm Rob Callen. We live in a time when people are seeing that the old way of doing business is broken and that leading into the future requires something new, a deeper focus on humanity, the courage to let go of power and ego, a desire to nurture the conditions for co-creation, and the bravery not to have all the answers. On this show, I, along with my friends Chris Deaver and Ian Clausen, connect with guests who embody these principles. And whether household names or not, they've shattered the status quo, often as misfits, to shape the future with others and achieve miraculous things in work and life. Every once in a while, we all find ourselves wanting for a little inspiration. We may feel burnt out from working long hours or depleted by the burden of caregiving or discouraged by a creative rut. We may feel disconnected from a greater purpose, wondering if our efforts are doing anything at all. But the good news is that with the right nudge, at just the right time, we can relight our fires and get back into the game. Today's guest makes those moments of inspiration possible, highlighting heroic stories online, on the radio, on TV, and sometimes even as you're driving down the highway. Together, we'll examine the question, can one person's values really make a difference? A conversation with Gary Dixon on this episode of Lead with a Question. When we see someone exhibit values, you know, showing their character, they're just like us. They're, they're meeting challenges. Um, they're uh, perhaps ordinary people doing extraordinary things, or they're, maybe they're very well-known, but they still have the same challenges that anyone does. And so people, I think, appreciate messages that, um, that they can connect with, that uh, they feel like, gosh, I could do that. I could, maybe I can't give all of the money that someone has given, but I could do something. And, uh, and I think that that is part of what has made this so successful is that uh, people look, up, look at the messages and, uh, and feel like, okay, um, I'd like to leave the world a little better than I found it. You know, I think we all have that idea that somehow our lives 
have mattered to a small or large degree, depending on their orbit. But even if it's a small thing, you've smiled at someone, you pick something up that someone dropped, the feeling is the same. You know, uh, I was in a, a display one time with a very wealthy individual who had a, a hall of understanding. And uh, he said, it doesn't matter. He said, with our company, we've been able to do remarkable big things. He said, but um, everyone can make a difference in the world. And that's a, that's a pretty powerful statement, you know, every, you know, because some people ask, well, not me, you know, I'm, I just live at 101 Elm Street and I go to work or I go to school. I'm not going to make a difference, but we all have an opportunity to do that. And I think that's what these do. You know, when we started this with the idea that people are basically good and could just, and would appreciate a reminder as opposed to people are bad and need changing. That's a, that's a different kind of program. And uh, that's not us. People are good, basically good, and and would appreciate a reminder. You know, kind of like when you're leaving a game or a concert and you can't get into train. Nobody will let you in. You know, they, they're just keeping their eyes for it. Finally, somebody lets you in. And what happens? You can just watch it and you're everybody. You start letting other people in. You know, hey, somebody was nice to me. I'll be nice to them. And so there's, that's kind of the heart and soul of the pass it on idea that uh, whatever we've got up there with its kindness, love, sharing, generosity, whatever it might be, that we can all pass along something. Yeah, that's, thank you, uh, Gary. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've had the experience and we may, I may have talked about this before, but, you know, seeing the billboards and, you know, how it kind of captures the essence of this person, right? What they fundamentally embody and to your point, you know, what that inspires in us, right. In our, in our humanity. And yeah, I wonder like, is there a process that you have? I, I, I'm thinking in particular of like the Christopher Reeve, right. When it said, you know, super man, right. It was two words and there was a choice. Superman. Right. In that. And so, yeah, it, first is, you know, how do you decide, right. Who, you know, to uh, kind of represent or embody a value or that does. And then when you make those decisions, you know, yeah, how do you convey that? You know, um, because it, you've, you have kind of found a way to reflect that magic, right? And it's kind of, you know, and I, I think of it in line with what, you know, like the Think Different campaign that, you know, Steve Jobs, they, they did at Apple where you've tapped into something and, and maybe even further because, you um, it's a broad spectrum, but it, it definitely in the same way reaches the humanity of people, right? It gives a, us a feeling of, as you said, it's, you know, what's innate there, um, but that can kind of unlock it more. Yeah, thank you for that question. And that's a, that's a very nice comment coming from you that I feel like we've captured the essence of the person. That That's our hope. And that the the message is really from them. And uh, in the beginning, our messages were about them. And we changed a few years ago and said, we can do that, but if we had a message from Oprah, if we had a message from Christopher Reeve, what would it be? And um, the Christopher Reeve message, thank you for bringing that up. Here was Superman, right? 
And so our writer simply separated the words super, meh, and uh, strength, pass it on. That was actually about three different writers that helped on that. It was a songwriter that said, oh, you're talking about super, you're going to talk about strength. I think we had determination on there, but strength was him, right? Strongest man in the world. Christopher Reeven, yet he's paralyzed. And, uh, and continuing to do great things. Um, yeah, how does that work? We, uh, I'll tell you a question that people often ask, are you going to run out of heroes? You know, you've, done, you've, done, you've got Mother Teresa, you've got Muhammad Ali, you've got Oprah, you've got all these wonderful people. Are you going to run out? And the answer is no. Um, there are endless numbers of heroes. There are people a mile from each of us that we don't know about who are reading to children at the children's hospital on Wednesday night, but they're the vice president of a large bank. We don't know about them, right? But they're doing remarkable things. There's someone who is challenged with a disease or a problem or something that, that if we knew about how they were handling it, it would inspire us. And we hear about it at family reunions. You know, I didn't know so-and-so was dealing with that, you know, and if we're inspired, right? And, uh, and so we look, um, I'll tell you about William Shatner, for instance. Um, when he came off the shuttle, the, I should say the, the Blue Horizon, he came off of that. I think you saw his interview. He was so emotionally moved. And um, and I watched him get into the capsule. He was 90 years old. He just hops in, no assistance, you know. To, I thought, here's the guy that went into space every afternoon and, and on my television you know, forever. And uh, now he's doing it for real. And he came back with such an emotional response about the remarkable feeling of life here and the challenge and the blackness out there, but the life and the opportunities and the chance we have and the no borders on the on this blue planet. We put the borders on, but there's not really borders. We're all part of it. And uh, I thought, what a, it was just, so, it was inspiring to me just to see him giving Jeff Bezos a hug and, and so appreciating that 15 minutes. Um, and, uh, of course with Dolly Parton, you know, what an iconic figure who really does embody that, you know, find the good in everyone. Um, so we're, we're looking, we, we look at people and our first creative director, Jay Schulberg, um, on these, he said, make sure you're not just getting people that are famous, make sure there's a story. And that's been carried on with our current creator directors, Bernie Hojai and Ron Wachino. Uh, they're the ones that for many, many years did the Milk Mustache campaign. So people ask us, so, gosh, why is that so clean and simple? Well, it's those guys brought that capability and skill uh, from not just the Milk campaign, but many others. But, uh, you know, we, we look at Look at the person and say, is there a story there? Is there a story? 
And of course, everyone has a story, but is there a story we can translate that would have a value attached to it? And so we review a long list every year. And we narrow it down, narrow it down. We say, okay, this would be relatable. This would fit this time we're in. Um, this feels like the right kind of thing to be putting out right now. Um, and then we uh, go to work, get them approved, and then the, the long process of getting to their agents and managers and getting in front of them. I, I have taken years to get to some people. Literally years. I think the longest now is about nine and a half years. We went in the front door. We went in the side door. We called people that knew this person, da-da-da-da-da, and finally someone called and said, hey, this is really great. You want, to, want me to send it up to the house? Of course, he knew this, and I'm not at liberty to say who for a few reasons, but uh, I said, yes, that would be great. Send it up to the house. Well, something, you know, I don't have the addresses. I rarely meet any of these stars. We meet their managers and and their agents, representatives. Um, but um, each one of them have been very pleased to be part of it. They, I think they felt like, hey, you know, we've, we've sent a message out there that might not, might not have been there otherwise. Maybe it lifted somebody. I'll tell you an interesting one with Kermit the Frog. Most people think it's pretty funny. Each flies. Here's Kermit. Can you see him in the back? Yep. Yep. He's in the yep, back. Right yep. The we can see him. Each flies, dates a pig, Hollywood star. We would have never been so bold as to write that. But uh, one of the writers with the Jim Henson Company took that and he said, You'll know it's successful. Well, what, when he wrote the line, you know, I mean, I would have never said dates a pig. I mean, you know, it just wouldn't have been it. And I don't write them anyway, but uh, that was a pretty bold line. And it was one of the writers on the Muppet Projects. It was the voice of Kermit on in writing. And um, and so that billboard, I'll tell you a little bit more about that writer in a minute, but that billboard went up and it was near a college campus. And a young lady was just entering her freshman year. And she wrote us and said, my dreams have been on the shelf far too long. I'm going to take take them down and get after my dreams. Well, it had just been a funny billboard to me. But to her, in the situation she was in, and you never know where these messengers are going to strike. You know, everybody's going through different life crises or events, happies, lows, highs, etc. Happies, this is not really a word, but being happy, feeling low. And, and so a billboard, a message, can just hit you. And some people say, well, these two, this campaign, are really my favorites. And I said, well, that's great. But these others over here will be somebody else's favorites. And you never know what those are. Uh, so back to uh, the writer uh, with the Muppets. He said, you'll know this is successful when uh, it becomes parodied. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he quickly just drew this out on, on my yellow pad. I kept it. And, and, you know, it's those two fellows in the corner of the Muppet movies that are always complaining about the very movie they're in. Right. 
Yeah, Statler so and Waldorf. There you go. There you go. And, uh, you know, who'd watch a movie like this? You know, kind of like... And uh, so the caption he wrote above them was, Today is the first day of what's left of your life. Pass it on. A message from the foundation for a bitter life. I That's love great. that. <laughs> That's great. You know, Gary, the the intention that you have, you and your team with these campaigns, it's so relatable. It's so approachable. Even that shift from, you know, what, you know, describing these stars, a message that comes from them, not about them. And then I noticed on your website, you know, you have zero affiliation to political or religious uh, connections, which, which I love. I feel like in all the noise that's out there with all the other billboards and messages that you're competing up against, what stands out to me is the fact that most of those branded messages that are out there are about themselves, about the company, about the product. It's attention seeking. Whereas the campaigns that you all have, you know, put together over the years, it's about other people. And I think that's, that's why it lands the way it lands. And I love that it is just open-ended that no matter what, you know, it could be a timing thing for somebody. It could be a moment in somebody's life where they need to make a tough decision or make a change or, and it's inspiration, right? So Tell, tell us about maybe two or three of the the messages that have stood the test of time for you out of the campaigns you guys have created, some things that may, may be close to home for you. Well, I appreciate what you're saying. I'm also quite um, understanding of the billboards that are about the product. You know, if you and I were, right. if the four of us were assigned to the Toyota account, believe me, they would want to move the needle and move more uh, Priuses right. and tons trucks off the lot, you know, so it's a luxury to do this kind of thing. You know, we aren't promoting a product for sale. We aren't fundraising. There isn't a religious tie. There isn't a political bent to it all. Um, but, uh, yeah, some of the ones that have stood out and I grabbed a, grabbed a few here. I think the one with Malala, do you know that, uh, billboard, um, girls should learn history and make it. Uh, it's such a an inspiring, inspiring piece, you know. A girl should learn history and make it. Here's a young girl who, at age eleven, was blogging, you know, whatever they called it at that point, uh, and uh, somehow it was discovered who she was. She was revealed and and nearly assassinated, and. Um, and when she came out of after 11 months in a London hospital for speaking out in behalf of women, she said, you tried to silence me, but uh, my voice is now louder than ever. And in the, and then shortly after, um, was awarded with another person, the Nobel Peace Prize, a girl, a girl out of obscurity who, who's, whose whole mission was to encourage girls to get more education. Girls should learn history and make it. And, uh, and for, one of the lines we had on there at the beginning was, and then make it. 
And one of the people we're working with in her organization said, no, no, we don't need to wait. Just do it now and make history. Yeah. So that one, uh, that one was pretty inspiring. Uh, another one, it was one of our first ones. I don't know if you are aware of this, but we, we were planning to launch our campaign on the 13th of September, 2001. And we all know that on the 11th of September, 2001, the world changed. Well, I was on Times Square. We were going to launch our campaign on Times Square. And we had a variety of billboards ready to go. And I had come in on the 10th and flown right past uh, into LaGuardia, right past the World Trade Centers. And the next morning, I couldn't get any. I was at the Marriott Marquis right on, right in the heart of Times Square. And um, I couldn't get anybody on the phone. You know, I was trying to call downstairs, called one of the other people with us. I said, I don't know what's going on. I can't get anybody to answer the phone downstairs. And, she, and she, this person said, are you watching television? I said, no. Turned on the television and I could see what, what in the world was happening. And, um, and so we wondered if our little messages about promoting love and kindness and generosity were irrelevant. I mean, it just seemed so minuscule compared to the gravity of what we were dealing with. But by the end of the week, we began to feel as we talked to other people from our hotel rooms, because we couldn't move, that perhaps values were maybe more important than ever. And that kindness and generosity and love were, you know, maybe getting a, a boost out in the world. And, um, and, what, and so we came back. We didn't launch, obviously, but we came back in November. And we launched one with uh, a fireman who was just standing there. Someone took his picture and it says, uh, when others ran out, he rushed in. Courage, pass it on. And uh, Powerful. It, it, it moves me just to read it. I'm sitting here looking at it and thinking about it. It's moving just to see it. Another one is with Winston Churchill. Never, 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 never give up. Uh, commitment, pass it on. And um, I talked to a fellow who was, um, in fact, one of our employees was talking to people on the phone, or on the plane. It was on the plane. And, they were, you know, the riding two hours together at, saying, uh, you know, what do you do? What do you do? And he said, well, I'm, um, I'm going to med school. I think it was uh, Emory in Atlanta going to med school. And he was a little older and her father is a doctor. So she knew about what age typically people went to med school. And this guy's obviously a little older. And she felt comfortable mentioning that, you know, you're a little older than most people that uh, start. And he said, you know, I was trying and trying. I was thinking about it, you know, wondering if it was right for me, waited, waited. And finally, I saw this billboard in Seattle that said, never, never, never give up. And uh, <laughs> she, uh, she almost didn't know what to say. She said, I helped get that billboard in Seattle. And he was... You know, it was quite a thing. I said, well, 
the better thing would be someday, I was talking to this woman, I said, if you're ever in surgery somewhere and this guy comes in and said, who knew? <laughs> I'm your doc. But uh, that one, that one is, is one that grabs me. Um, there's many of the One that I thought, you know, it, it's with Jane Goodall up here. Um, even Mother Nature has an agent. Stewardship, pass it on. We sent our writers, you know, two pages, single-spaced, all the accomplishments of Jane Goodall. I mean, you know, this legend, this single force in the world that changed our view of animals, that they had feelings and they, we should take care of them. And they're, they're not just number two out there. They're a very important part of our lives and world. And, um, and they wrote that line, even mother nature has an agent. I just, so that's what, those are a few that have grabbed me. And, uh, and I think the one you know, some of them I put up on the wall, obviously, because they're some of my favorites. Uh, Oprah's Be a Force for Good. I mean, talk about, Chris, uh, finding that nuclear center of Oprah. If there's anybody who has been through tough times, and yet interview after interview, the people leave lifted, you leave lifted and strengthened as an audience, she's always doing it, and she's a force for good. A one-woman powerhouse out there, and uh, what a, it was a privilege to to have her be part of the campaign, and um, and then one of the funny ones, Ogre Achiever up in the corner, uh, live your dreams. That's funny. <laughs> I keep staring at that one. Um, we were at uh, DreamWorks, and they said we we really like this idea. And we, we sent him a billboard, and the line was, it's what's inside that counts. And uh, they said, it's really good. It captures him, but it's not funny. It's not funny. It's got to be funny. And um, so I sent it out to three writers, and I knew I needed to move on this. If they were in the mood to say, yes, I need to get on with this, sent it out to three writers, and one writer in L.A. called me the next day, with that line, that was incredible. Ogre achiever, believe in yourself. And, uh, you know, the most unlikely guy to succeed, Shrek, right? An ogre achiever. And uh, he said, I would have given it to you yesterday. He said, I had it 10 minutes after you called. I was walking into a restaurant, just came to me, ogre achiever. He said, but if I'd have called you right then, you might not have thought that I worked on it very hard. So I waited a whole day. So there's kind of a strategy to to some of these uh, these idea sessions. Then <laughs> it's really fun to just have that kind of curtain pulled back a little bit because um, you see them up on the billboard, and you know maybe it seems like it's it's a simple message, but obviously there's a lot of work that that goes into these. Um, and and I love I love the the name of the series, or you know by now we could probably call it an institution. Um, pass it on. Um, to me, it, it kind of evokes, um, the idea of, of like little kids in school, um, just like simple principles. <laughs> pass and, the note. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I, and I love, 
I mean, that that's kind of how it hits me. I don't know um, if if other people experience the same thing, but um, but I think what you said is really insightful, Gary. Um, that with all the things that we are collectively experiencing right now, um, a return to principles is so important, and it's so um, enlightening and edifying and um, and calming as well because. With all the, you know, the, the possible paths a person's life could take, you know, if if they can find some principles that can work for them, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of direction and reassurance for that. Um, now, in the course of being involved in this work, um, do you feel like your uh, your purpose shifted at all? And and maybe you know even how how did how did you first get involved in this and has your has your purpose or your your aim um changed at all through the years if anything it was the thing that ian uh, mentioned earlier the idea that we would change the billboards from being about them to from them and it just freed us up um especially when you might not know that person we have we have people that are everyday heroes. We have people that are very famous and legends, but not everybody knows it. You know, you. I was saying to someone the other day, I said, you know, Springsteen comes into town, 18,000 people are here or 80,000 in the stadium. There's a big percentage of the town didn't even know he was coming, right? But if, uh, you know, Bon Jovi came or... Dua Lipa or, you know, whatever, you know, they would know about that. But, you know, so not everybody knows. But when it's from them, then it doesn't, you can almost trim the, trim our name and their name off the bottom and the message is still holds. The message is there. Um, I, was, I was in an ad agency before this and we did public service advertising uh, for American Cancer Society, uh, Children's Miracle Network, um, Boy Scouts, um, Major League Baseball, you know, Major League Baseball was an image campaign. They, so less on public service, but they wanted to, to talk about the, uh, the great character of some of the players, you know, who they were as opposed to, you know, buy a ticket this week, you know, CA Yankees game. They wanted a little more substance behind it. So we had an opportunity to do that. And um, this foundation called and said, hey, you know, we see you're doing a lot of public service. Uh, come over and tell us how this works. And so that's how it happened. And I, in the process of making the presentation and doing the meetings, I, they said, hey, why don't you just come over and join us? So we did. But I joined on Valentine's Day 2000. That was a good day, easy one to remember, the 14th of, of uh, February, 2000. And, um, and so in terms of change, there really hasn't been a change. You know, the, uh, the new people, new people that represent the values, new television spots, new music. We're hopefully getting, we use some Imagine Dragons, uh, one of their songs, and uh, my goodness, that opened up a lot of doors to people that... Uh, we didn't know we're out there. I mean, we they posted it on their uh, Facebook and Instagram one morning, and 
in a few hours, there were 675,000, I could tell, very young people uh, coming on. The, the, the difficult part was 20, by 24 hours, we were gone, you know, and replaced by something else, which is the right. nature of social media. So the power of like, reach, though. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're up and then gone. <laughs> but, but at least, you know, they were seeing it and they liked it. They liked it a lot. Um, but um, I think, uh, Rob, you asked a question earlier, uh, a, a guiding pr principle for me, and, and I said it a minute ago, but uh, my hope is that um, we leave things better than we found them. And, um, and, and that's something that applies to all of us. As I said, I think I think we all have that inner desire, and um, and so, in a way, we're we're bringing the messages of these individuals, and I, and I should mention the the television spots as well. They're they're doing their work. They're seeing over fifty million times a day, according to Nielsen Media Research, that that tracks them for us. Um, and uh, I'll tell you a comment that I got many years ago that I brought into our board meeting it was from a, uh, a cop in Pasadena. He said, I'm a 25 year cop with a can of beer in my hand watching television and I'm feeling something. I think it's hope. And, and I thought if you've been 25 years on the force in Pasadena, you have seen everything, right? You have, you have seen middle of the night stuff. You have seen, oh my goodness, problems. And um, so you could get pretty jaded. And uh, I thought from his perspective, that just meant the world to me. Um, so not, not a change, but knowing that we have to constantly look for young people, younger, that can relate, you know, I think Muhammad Ali will always be an icon, but there will be a time when people will say, Muhammad who? You know, that could happen. Um, you know, my folks were into their sports heroes and stars, but they, they weren't mine. And today there are new sports heroes and stars and singers and, and people making a difference in the world out there. And so we have to constantly be asking ourselves and asking young people to help us, who are your heroes? And who do you look up to and why? And some might say, well, today's heroes, you know, a little sketchy out there, some of the things that are going on, but there are still people doing remarkable things. And, uh, and I'm convinced every day that that there are great people all the time. And, and I think there were characters that, you know, brought a bad reputation to their town way back in the 1800s, and there were remarkable heroes too. One of the things that stood out too, Gary, and, and what you shared uh, and what we have experienced, uh, and I've had those moments too, you know, driving on the freeway, maybe it was a crazy day or, you know, coming in, you know, finishing up work and then seeing one of the billboards and just getting hit with inspiration, right? And it stands out 
uh, you know, it's differentiated to Ian's point earlier from the commercial stuff or the other things you see. And, and I felt something right in that moment. And you know, we talked a little bit about, and, you know, if we think about the visual impact, right, so that's art, right? That you're, it's, it's, it's the people embodying what they do. You're also sharing a visual. So, yeah, but I, I think one of the, you know, one of the questions that comes to mind for me is, you know, how, how do we, you know, cause the world, as, as you're noting, you know, with generations you know, kind of, uh, you know, changing, you know, how, how do you reach people with, you know, different media and as things evolve, um, you know, are you looking at like, have you, has the change, have the team changed to evolve, like to reflect that too, or you're tapping into ways to connect with, uh, you know, younger generations too. Is that part of your process? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, people are not necessarily watching channel four, channel seven, like they were They're still, still out there, but you know, we, we all know that the streaming services are, are big, uh, and getting bigger every day. And so, uh, finding, finding technologically ways and content, I think the content has to be uh, a little different inside the, the streaming world. Um, and, and so that, that will be a big evolutionary change for us to, to move that direction. The billboards are, I think, amazingly, they're still, you know, they're electronic, they're moving, et cetera, but, uh, still that basic, uh, image in front of you. But, um, one of the things that, uh, and, and you mentioned there, the music, we have had the support of the music industry. Um, and it has been remarkable. All these songs are contributed by the artists, um, the, the publishers, the record labels. Um, and what, when we first started, it looked like Mount Everest to me to, to clear us all. And it was the first one took a while, but over time, we began to build a, a rapport and a relationship with the with major music publishers and record labels and um, develop uh, rapport so they, they see what it's doing and um, and appreciate how their music is, is used. Um, you know, the I mean, it, it is a privilege to use a Katy Perry song or a Garth Brooks or a Kenny Chesney or a Black Eyed Peas or Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, that kind of thing. These are huge songs. And the music, as it does with films, with your friend, music tells you how to feel. You know, you take the music out, it's okay, but you put music in and it's much more than 50%. It's, it crosses into, wow, that has lifted the message. You look up, you feel, you're feeling something, but the message and the music together are, are very powerful. And it is exciting to watch those things happen when we've, you know, been working and thinking about it. You put a, an Alan Jackson song, one of his great ballads, you put a, you know, an Eric Clapton song, um, into something you, you know, and Imagine Dragons, uh, you name it, you know, just these remarkable, iconic songs we, we had the opportunity to use and still using, uh, John Lennon's Imagine. 
um, and in one of our spots and, um, and as recent as Sarah Bareilles, uh, I want to see you be brave, you know, Celine Dion, uh, because you love me, you know, written by Diane Warren. And, um, these songs have roots, you know, we as consumers feel them, hear them, but, but they came from somewhere in their hearts. And I heard a, a David Foster talk about this. He said, songs have to come from, have to come through you. As a, think about that, they come through you, not from you. And he said, if you, if it's coming from you, you're pushing it, comes through you, you're, you're the instrument to bring that thing to life. And I heard Paul Simon talk about that when he wrote the last verse of uh, um, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Bridge Over Troubled Water. only had two yeah. verses. only had two verses, and he said uh, he didn't want to write a third verse. He said, you, you've got to. So he did. You know, that beautiful lyric, Ceylon Silver. And, um, and uh, he said, it just came. And so... That art combined with these messages, that's a privilege. That's a powerful combination for every one of us, you know, because music, as a friend of mine said, the only problem with life is there's no background music. You know, otherwise life would be pretty amazing, you know, ta-da-da-da. And, uh, but it's a, it's remarkable. Our, Our director, Grant Baird, and the numerous writers, Steve Wonderly, Kurt Dahl, so many that have written stuff forth, have themselves been inspired. And we say, we'd like to use this song and communicate this message. And it lifts their writing. So I know we're going kind of deep on that particular topic, but it, it's what makes these television spots work and, and the character of the of the individuals that make the billboards work, you know, you could put that up there, just a piece of text, you know, be a force for good. But you put Oprah with it, it's like, gotcha. I know what you're talking about now. And one of the things that's really striking me about this conversation, Gary, is, you know, a skeptic might say. You know what? What is this? What is this accomplishing? You know what? What? What do these you know messages actually contribute? And um, to me, what they are contributing is is light, um, because there are so many reasons to um, you know to feel pessimistic about things in general, and you can. Do a quick survey of of headlines, and it's it's very easy to, you know, participate in the in the recent advent of of doom scrolling on your phone. Um, but each of these messages, in their own way, um, and and for different people, gives a little bit of light and helps sort of illuminate maybe their path forward. And um, you know, as we're talking. Something's something's occurring to me that I hadn't even remembered. But when I was an undergrad, um, one of your billboards 
lifted me one day. I was I was really discouraged about um, just not really having a lot of direction um, in my studies. Was was feeling a lot of pressure about you know having a plan. You got to have a plan, otherwise you know bad things will happen. And was really feeling pretty downcast about things. And then driving along the freeway, I saw the billboard with President Lincoln that said failed, failed, failed. And then dot, 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 uh, persistence pass it on. And just like what you had described earlier, you know, this is a larger than life figure. He's on our penny. He's on the $5 bill. There's a monument named after him. He obviously, you know, was was huge in the lives of so many people, um, enslaved people in particular, and yet he has a very human story as well. In that he tried a lot of things and he failed a lot, and it wasn't until you know even later in his life that he really got to a stage where you know his contributions were world changing, and you know those are those are messages that mean a lot to people especially when they're in a, a place where they feel like maybe they don't have a lot of hope for you know a better a better future or you know good things coming their way so I guess I don't have a lot to uh, to really say beyond you know thank you you know I have <laughs> I have the the blessing of actually talking to someone who had something to do with that that particular billboard and and all I can say is thank you. Well, you're welcome, and uh, thank you, Abe Lincoln, <laughs> yeah. for living that life. Right. Yeah, that that's another example of pages of material, and these writers boil it down to that. And um, that's it's just remark remarkable that, uh, and and that has been one of our favorite billboards of people inside foundation and you know there was a fellow who felt just the same as you he had uh he had he had a business and it had literally tanked and he tried to bring it back two or three times and someone came to us and now stay with it it's gonna go and it did and so he went out in the the palm springs area and he, he had somebody take a picture of him underneath you know dangerously got off the road and took a picture underneath that billboard, probably had to jump over a barbed wire fence to get back there. But he uh, he has it in his office, you know, failed, failed, failed. He said, I had three. <laughs> the fourth one worked out. Yeah, it's amazing. The crystallized truth of your, your spots, your ads, right, in a very concise kind of phrase with an image or music, um, almost as impactful are these stories that are emerging, you know, in relation to, to how moving these campaigns have been. It's like double, it's, it truly is passing it on these values. You know, and, uh, one of the things that someone's encouraged me to do, and I have not done it is write the backstories down and we haven't done that in all these little, how we got the photo, how we got to the person, how we finally. You know, 
here's to you, Mr. Robinson, and to get that cleared at the Paul Simon level. <laughs> but we, you had to use that line, you know, and, and, uh, you know, Jackie Robinson, here's to you, Mr. Robinson, uh, character, pass it on. Yeah. Here's to you, Gary. Um, this work has really inspired us. And, um, I just want to add to what Rob said, um, you know, my, myself personally, it's inspired me. Uh, and I think there's something about what you've tapped into, uh, you know, the humanity, right? We talked about people that embody these principles. Uh, when I worked at Apple, there's a feeling like that. And, you know, we would, yeah, you know, I came in, into the company thinking, Hey, let's, let's have this guest speaker come in and, and they'll share something really inspiring, right? They wrote a book about it and these Apple engineers, they would say, no, we're not going to have that. We want, we don't want to talk or we want somebody who has done something amazing. Right. And so like they had Eric, uh, I think it's pronounced Weinmeyer, uh, the oh, blind yes. man who climbed Everest. He's right, right behind you, right? The picture. He's right, um, right there. Yeah. Yeah. So he came and spoke and it's a standing ovation, right? It is full inspiration to, you know, these, these engineers that do impossible things with technology. Um, and it just, it, it, to me, it showed that, wow, like what you've described as far as identifying these people in Malala, other people like them, it just shows that, you know, that's, as, as Rob said, it's light, it's a light shining on our humanity and what's possible, right. For, for what we can become in our own lives, uh, in, in, in our own way, uh, whatever that is, uh, but that that's, that's possible. And, and that it's about embodying principles. Uh, and that's really a noble thing. I, you know, and if we think about what is, what lies in the future for leaders, I can't think of something more important, right? We've, and I spent, we spent a lot of time with leaders. We consult them and, you know, and the ones that, um, are, are spending their time or thought a lot about, you know, kind of image management or just making it look, you know, like, like they're leading while they're, they may or may not be, um, versus the ones that make the hard choices like the Abraham Lincolns to live their values and to have true character, that that is the future as well as the best of the past. Uh, and just, you know, thank you for, uh, for doing that, uh, your, your, your mission and your cause. You know, values put you in a position to make a difference. You know, if you're, if you're trustable and you're the assistant manager at the bank and the manager leaves and says, lock up and knowing you're trustable and you are going to lock the bank up, um, you're going to move up in that bank. You know, but if you're if you don't have those character traits, you're not. It just reminded me of something, Chris, as you were talking. Um, we did a billboard about the landing on the Hudson when Sully Sullenberger landed, and the line was "cool under cabin pressure," and the uh, and the value was preparation. And it could have been a lot of things, but. Uh, what he exuded during that time, you know, he, he was calm, he was resourceful, he was um, committed to landing that plane under whatever circumstances. No one had, there's nothing in the manual about landing on a river, you know. Um, there, and all of those character traits that he exhibited and, and, 
we listed those in a group meeting one night, you know, and people, you know, he was, um, you know, someone who had prepared himself, you know, he had, he had 19,000 flying hours up to that point. He was a glider instructor pilot at the Air Force Academy, you know, and suddenly he had a 150,000 pound glider, you know, and, uh, and so we listed all those values and, uh, I asked the question, so what if we took one of those character traits away? Let's say he didn't have the preparation or he didn't have the resilience or he didn't have the courage. If we took one of those away, could it have made a difference in the outcome? And just looking at it, you would say, well, of course. And, and how important it is as you talk about bringing those values into our lives, how important it is when we meet a decision that we have to make. And it, and it won't be landing on the huts, most likely. But there will be something. You know, something will happen in the next hour, you know, that, oh, yeah, gosh, that ticks me off or that, you know, whatever. Or whatever somebody does to us in traffic or, or some, some challenge we have in the next week or so. Um, we're, we bring our values against that issue or problem. And, um, and that's, that's something that, uh, that we can all just appreciate from those teachers and parents and coaches and different people in our lives who have said, yeah, well, I think you ought to write that again. You know, I, I think you can do better on that. Yeah. You know, I, I think you can take one more lap. I think you, I think you can do something hard. You know, somebody kind of pushed us and said, hey, you're pretty good at that. You know, you're pretty smart. You, uh, you do that very well. Um, how important are those people, you know, that, that have shared their values, have passed those on to us? This episode of Lead with a Question was produced by me, Rob Callen, with support from my co-hosts and BraveCore founders, Chris Deaver and Ian Clausen. The music you heard was composed by Ian as part of another project he's involved in called Moon Machine. Dave Arcade created our podcast cover art. Special thanks to Gary Dixon for joining us. You can learn more about the Foundation for a Better Life by visiting www.passiton.com. If you want to learn more about the work we're doing at BraveCore, you can check out our website at bravecore.co. The Lead with a Question podcast is a production of Bravecore LLC. Thanks for being with us. Thank you.